What's up, guys? It is Michael Hunter. This is the ACC Basketball Report, episode number 58. Coming at you on a Sunday afternoon. The season wrapped up yesterday. The tournament field has been set. Today is just going to be a quick show of me picking games. going to pick every game for the ACC Basketball Tournament, which takes place in Charlotte this year. Uh, kicks off on Tuesday at noontime. Uh, so what's up? Well, what's up is I'm recording this a little bit different today. I got the setup is a little bit different and I'm, I'm out of ink. I couldn't print out my notes. So I just kind of stumbled through this stuff. I got to take care of before next weekend. I go over it in the podcast, but I'll give you guys a quick rundown. Uh, Sunday night, I'll give you guys a reaction show, uh, just to give my thoughts, my initial thoughts on the tournament field and as well as a post, um, ACC tournament show, would I just give you guys my thoughts and, and let you know what's what I'm thinking there. And then Monday night, I'm going to bring in some guests, Will Ogenen, uh Matthew from ACC Weekly, and Charlie and Kinchin will join me as well. Hey, buddy. Yeah, if you guys can hear that, that's Turkey Dog uh, making his appearance on the show today. So I'm going to have four or five guests. The guys are going to give me you know, their random thoughts. And, and how they like the path for each individual team. Well, you know, it's yet to be determined what kind of mood Kinshin will be in because we don't know if NC State's going to make the field or not. But, uh, you know, Will's uh, Virginia Cavaliers will be in, Matthew's Virginia Tech Hokies will be in, and Charlie's Tar Heels will be in as well. So it'll be it'll be a good show. It should be a big show. And also, uh, you know, some good news coming in, in those shows as well. I have picked up my first sponsor for the ACC Basketball Report, which I am very excited about and what else what else what else what else uh you know go to accbasketballreport.com uh check out what we're uh what we're putting out it's been it's been fun lately i've I, you know you get the you get the bug sometimes when it, when you're writing and sometimes you don't feel like writing for a couple weeks and then on three straight days you feel like you can just pump out words so uh, had some fun with a variables article as far as things that shaped this season in the ACC. I'll have another one coming out here in the next few days, hopefully. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's just me picking games real quick. It's only about 25 minutes long. But first, don't forget, like, rate, review, share, subscribe. I will create episodes in the offseason, depending on coaches getting fired, coaches... Um, moving along uh recruiting injuries and you know anything like that and uh you know i will create some content it's a little bit slower in the off season but i got probably at least four more shows coming during the season while we go through this tournament and the conference tournament so this is episode number 58 acc basketball report coming at you but first josh akogi farrell turns the key drives the lane with three on the shot clock Seconds to play. Down the floor. Akogi. What's up, everybody? It is Michael Hunter. This is the ACC Basketball Report. This is the ACC Conference Tournament Preview Show. Uh, season wrapped up yesterday. Um, and nothing, you know, no huge surprises, I guess. Let me turn my headphones down there. All right. Uh, no, uh, no huge surprises, I don't believe. But, uh, you know, it, it was the season went uh, about as we expected, probably with the exception of Louisville. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, final standings are Virginia and North Carolina tied atop the ACC. So they split the regular season championship. Duke finished third, Florida State fourth, 
five Virginia Tech, six Louisville, seven Syracuse. Actually, hold on a second. I'm one ahead here. Yeah, Virginia one, North Carolina two, Duke three, Florida State four, Virginia Tech five, Louisville six. Okay, but Syracuse has the sixth seed in the tournament. Okay, so they actually they tied for six, but Louisville gets us. Uh, Syracuse gets the uh, the tiebreaker. Uh, Clemson and North Carolina State also tied. North Carolina State gets the eight seed though because they own the tiebreaker. Uh, G Tech stands alone at ten. Miami, Florida at eleven. Boston College, Wake Forest, Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh finish it up. Notre Dame will be the fifteen seed in the ACC tournament. So <clears throat> I wanted to. Why is it echoing? Why is it echoing? Okay. Um, I wanted to run down through the games today. I'm going to pick every game in the ACC tournament. I, uh, I had to write it out by hand because my printer is out of ink today, which is fantastic. I love when that shit happens. Um, so, starting with Tuesday's games, the first game to kick off will be number 12, Miami, number 13, Wake Forest. Looking back in the season, let's pull this up real quick. Ah, Wake Forest. Miami beat Wake Forest at home and, of course, lost to the Deacons on the road. Miami did not win a true road game all season long. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes in this game. Uh, even though it's a it's a neutral site and it's going to be it's kind of a home game for Wake Forest since the ACC tournament is taking place in Charlotte, I just like Chris Likes that much. Um Right now, Miami is favored on Ken Palm to win the game 74-67. to In those first uh, early game matchups, literally anything can happen. But I do like the backcourt of Likes and Zach Johnson, along with Wings, Anthony Lawrence, and uh, Vasilovich to, uh, to go ahead and eliminate Wake Forest in the, in the 12-13 game. <clears throat> um at 2 p.m., you have Georgia Tech versus number 15, Notre Dame, which <clears throat> Georgia Tech finishing as the number 10 seed <clears throat> is pretty incredible, I think. This, you know, having what their expectations were coming into the season. Many picked uh, the Yellow Jackets to finish dead last in the conference. So uh, for them to finish 10th, I guess you could call it overachieving at 6-12. and 12. Obviously, Yellow Jacket fans aren't very happy. In fact, there's a lot of noise calling for Pastner's head, but it ain't going to happen, people. <clears throat> Uh, as far as the game goes, they split home and home during the season. Uh, Notre Dame is actually favored uh, by one point, according to Ken Palm, 64 to 63. I am going to take the Jackets just because Notre Dame does not shoot the ball very well, and I think they're going to get a little bit flustered with that uh, that crazy ass one three one amoeba looking zone that Passner runs. I think uh, James Banks is a, a good matchup for John Mooney in, in the sense that he can, you know, Banks may get in foul trouble, but I think Mooney's going to struggle a little bit with Banks on the block. Uh, Michael DeVoe's been playing very well. Notre Dame hasn't been able to shoot the ball at all this year. And I, I'm not saying, you know, this Notre Dame squad is has given up, but they did lose to Pittsburgh yesterday. Um, yeah, you just you can't do that. And I, I think G-Tech gets this win. Georgia Tech, historically, does not play well in the ACC tournament for the last, what, 12 years? Um, last year, I think, 
Oh, I'm trying to think what happened last year. I think they got bounced by Boston College in the first round. Yeah, lost by 10 to Boston College in the first round. And it just, you know, that was with a Kogi and and Lammers. So, uh, traditionally, Georgia Tech not great in the in the ACC tournament in recent memory. But I think they get the win on Tuesday uh, at 2 o'clock over Notre Dame. Uh, skipping ahead to Game 3, the last game of the Tuesday night slate. Number 11, Boston College versus number 14, Pittsburgh. This this is a tough one. I you know I didn't expect Pittsburgh to beat um, Notre Dame yesterday. Let me pull this up real quick. Uh, Ken Palm has wow. Ken Palm actually favors Pittsburgh in this game. I think they split on the season. Let me no. They only played once. Yeah, they only played once. Boston College won by nine, sixty-six to fifty-seven. I got to go Boston College. Kai Bowman's the best player on the court. Nick Popovich's been playing really well. Um, actually, what the hell? Yeah, uh, you know, Nick Popovich. Boston College is such a weird team. I mean, they got thumped yesterday by North Carolina State. Um, I, I'm going to stick with them, though. I'm, I'm going to stick with Kai Bowman. Uh, had a rough game yesterday. He's probably going pro. Jordan Chapman, this potentially could be his last game. You know, I, they're not going to the NIT. I, I'm going to go with uh, – I mean, what is up with the sound? I'm going to go with uh, the Eagles here. I'm going to take Boston College to advance. Moving on to the Wednesday's games, uh, North Carolina State as the eight seed, playing number nine Clemson as the uh, for basically an NCAA berth. I think when it comes to this – my sound is all jacked up. Um, when it comes to this – I think this game is is for all the marbles. I think I, I like NC State here. I just think Clemson hasn't just they haven't they haven't impressed me at all. Uh, you know they've had um, uh, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Uh, Ken Palm does favor Clemson to win actually seventy one to seventy. I think NC State after that showing yesterday looks probably like they're going to be a little bit confident. Uh, you know. Clemson, you know that win against Syracuse at home—that's a huge help. Now they may get—they they may both get in, but I think the outcome of this game is going to. I think NC State's in despite their strength of schedule, which is horrible. Um, that win against Syracuse may put Clemson in, but if if either team runs away from the other in this one, I think you're sweating it out and possibly uh, maybe booking a trip to Dayton. I'm going to take NC State to win by the narrowest of margins. I do like the one-point spread by Pomeroy, but I think I'm probably going to take State by two, uh, where Pomeroy has Clemson by one. Uh, The 2 p.m. game on Wednesday is Miami against Virginia Tech. I really wanted to take Miami here, but uh, I think Wabisa Beattie can give Chris Likes uh, a little bit of a problem. You know, Azundu uh, against Kerry Blackshear is an interesting matchup. Blackshear's going to bring him all over the court. And I, I like uh, I like Virginia Tech here uh, to advance as the number five seed on the Wednesday slate. 7 p.m., I got Georgia Tech number 10 versus number seven, Louisville. I got Louisville coming out of here. Um, Georgia Tech just doesn't have the firepower to keep up with Louisville. And when Louisville went to Atlanta... They hammered the Yellow Jackets, um, and it was it was one of the ugliest games I watched all season. I actually don't think I watched that game past halftime, but uh, you know, 
Jordan Wara is a is a matchup nightmare for this Georgia Tech team. Um, the guy that can play all over the court, and even though they're playing that zone, he he's a he's his own breaker. And I think uh, you know Kristen Cunningham, um, you know being a senior, being a leader. Kwan four is going to give Devoe problems uh, defensively. That being one four is actually guarding Alvarado, which four may I'm sorry. Four may it'll be interesting to see who he matches up with. Actually, I would suspect that he guards Alvarado. Now that I now that I think about it, and Cunningham will probably be on Devoe. Either way, that those two guards are are a problem for Alvarado and Devoe, who um, are basically the linchpin that that makes everything that Georgia Tech does work correctly. Which it doesn't really work all that well right now. But if those guys are off, there's no way Georgia Tech can advance. I like Louisville by a lot on the Wednesday game. 9 p.m., the late game, number 11, Boston College. Playing number 6, Syracuse. I really wanted to take Boston College here. I really did. Um, They played twice. Twice in the season? Yeah. Uh, They played in January 30th. Syracuse won by 6. And they just played a couple weeks ago. No, February 9th, sorry. And Boston and Syracuse won by 11. I, I, I really want to take Boston College here, but I think this is the time when Jim Beheim starts to get his guys together and uh, and they start to look like a tournament team. I, you know, after losing that game to Clemson, now they've lost two in a row after the Virginia loss as well. The only team they've beaten since uh, February 23rd is Wake Forest. So they've lost to Duke, Carolina, Virginia, and Clemson. I think this game is a wake-up call for these guys, and I think Syracuse moves on. On the Thursday game, I got Virginia and NC State. Virginia finally, uh, you know, we're finally through the, the double buy rounds. Virginia against NC State, I got Virginia by a mile. Um, right around the Notre Dame game, Virginia had me a little bit worried you know, they beat they, – the, the second time they lost to Duke, the 81-71 game, they came out and they, they played North Carolina and they won, but they – yeah. And then the weekend I was in Atlanta for Georgia Tech, Florida State, I'm, I'm watching it on my phone at, at halftime, and <clears throat> uh, Notre Dame's just hanging with them. And I come back and I watch the replay, and it wasn't great. And then they didn't look great against Virginia Tech. And then they started to look a little bit better against Louisville. By this time, I'm fighting with all the Virginia fans on <laughs> on Twitter, and uh, I, you know I just they were winning, but they didn't look great. Um, fast forward to uh, the twenty, let's see, February twenty seventh, when they get Georgia Tech at home, they absolutely thumped them, eighty one to fifty one, and ever since then, it's been it's they've been lights out. And even yesterday, you know, uh, watching that Louisville game. I never felt like Virginia was in trouble. They only won by five, but I just never, never for a moment thought that Virginia was going to lose that game, especially at home. And that's also a product of me not trusting Louisville at all right now. So <clears throat> I, uh, I, I think Virginia rolls here, uh, especially over NC State. I just they, they, they've got it really working. NC State does not play great defense for some reason. Pomeroy does not have. Does not have a uh, a prediction up on here, and I'm, I don't have Haslam's web page up either. But um, 
Uh, I, yeah, I like Virginia by a lot. Uh, number four, Florida State. Play number five, Virginia Tech. Florida State won both regular season meetings, if I remember correctly, including the game uh, the other night that... Uh, let me look here. Did they, did they play twice? No, they only played once. And, uh, you know, Florida State won in overtime 73-64 to clinch that double bye. Justin Robinson, it was announced yesterday, will not be available for the ACC tournament, which is horrible because I want to see this Virginia Tech team at full strength. All that said, I like it's, it's difficult. It's going to be difficult for Florida State to beat a Virginia Tech team three times in one season, especially since they just played the yesterday Friday Thursday night, I believe. Yeah, Friday. No, it was shit. It was Tuesday. Damn. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, if you guys can't tell, I'm, I'm reading off my notepad, which I hate doing. I like to have my notes printed off in order. I, my handwriting is absolutely horrific, so I'm really stumbling through this. Plus, I got a pretty massive hangover going on this morning, and uh, I spent all day yesterday just fighting with people on Twitter. I actually had to block people yesterday. I never block people, but it's it's so hard to talk to people. I mean, you can't even converse anymore. But, uh, anyway, back to the game. It's definitely difficult for Florida State to beat Virginia Tech three times in a season. That said, I'm going to take Florida State. They just, they got the size. You know, Cabin Gelly is a monster. And, you know, they, they, they can give you different looks with Kamaji. Kamaji only played seven minutes, eight minutes, something like that, in the game the other night. Um, I just, I think Florida State has Virginia Tech's number. And now that Virginia Tech knows that they're not going to have Justin Robinson for this tournament, I'm interested to see how they come out. Kerry uh, Blackshear really struggled against that front line the other night. You know, eight points, eight rebounds, seven assists, I think, which is nice, but you need him to really score the ball against this team. I, I like Florida State to advance. Number two, UNC playing number seven, Louisville. I think Louisville is broken, even though I did pick them to beat Georgia Tech. Right now, Carolina is rolling. Um, I, I really, really like this North Carolina team. And I have since the preseason. I've been riding this train for the last five, six months. I like UNC to, to probably not only beat Louisville, but probably demoralize them. And Louisville is a team that I think absolutely does not get out of the first weekend, maybe even the first game of the NCAA tournament. Their matchup that they're going to see uh, for the dance is going to be very, very interesting to me. Number three, Duke playing number six, Syracuse. I like Syracuse to advance. Um, this is, I get my first and really only upset in this tournament right now that I have is Syracuse over Duke. You know, Duke has had a tendency to show up, especially, you know, against Virginia and in a couple other games to, um, to shoot it a little bit better when they need to. Uh, that said, I, I don't think, you know, especially if Zion doesn't play, which it's still up in the air. He didn't play yesterday against North Carolina, which, you know, North Carolina swept the season series with Duke. That's very interesting as well. If Zion plays, I may rethink this pick. But right now, if you're going to make Alex O'Connell, R.J. Barrett, and all them guys shoot outside, uh, I think Syracuse is going to plug up those driving lanes. And I, I really like Syracuse in this game. Um, you know, then you lose Zion at the defensive end. That disrupts a lot of what Duke is trying to do. You know, I know they just they just played about, what was it, 17 days ago? Well, about two weeks ago. Um, 
Syracuse lost 75 to 65. So Syracuse beat Duke once this year. They actually put up 95 points. It was an overtime game. But uh, I, I just really like Syracuse here. If they could get some kind of something out of um, uh, Frank Howard, who has been just brutal. Uh, what do you have yesterday? Syracuse only put up 55 points yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Frank Howard yesterday had three points. Uh, Elijah Hughes had zero. I got to. Did he get hurt yesterday? I wonder. Oh, he had four fouls. No, he had three fouls. I'm going to have to check that out. But Buddy Behan, maybe Buddy B. I'm just playing a little bit. But I didn't watch the game yesterday. Clemson Syracuse. No, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Syracuse right now, especially if Zion isn't playing. I think Syracuse is going to take that game. So we go into the semifinals with Virginia against Florida State, North Carolina against Syracuse. Um, Virginia, Florida State, obviously, is going to be interesting just because of how each team kind of plays. A little bit slow it down, a little bit this. I, I like Virginia to go ahead and win this game, but I think that game will be actually be really close. Let me pull up real quick. Let's see here. I hate running the show like this, guys. I really do, but I had to get this out today. Let's see. Florida State. Yeah, uh, Virginia actually beat Florida State to open the, the ACC season 65-52. to 52, And that was the only time they played this year. And again, um, you know, Virginia's just been rolling. So I like this game to be a little bit close. Um, I think Hamilton is a good enough defensive coach to keep uh, Virginia reined in a little bit. But Florida State just needs to hit shots. Um, and I'm not sure that they're going to be able to do that. Virginia is, I mean, with the with the play of Diakite and Huff, it's just going to be, it's going they're peaking at the right time, and I think they're really rolling right now. So I like Virginia to head into the finals where I'm going to have them playing UNC. I think uh, Carolina's got the firepower, the depth, um, the type of pieces that Roy can, he can mess around with his, he can mess around with his matchups a little bit with his, with his lineups against Syracuse to find something that works. I like Nasir Little in that game. I, I think if you park him on the, at uh, on that foul line in the middle there, if you can get him the ball, I think he can disrupt things. I think he can hit that little jumper. He's got the athleticism to get to the rim and possibly put Syracuse's bigs in foul trouble. I also think that Kobe White is my favorite player in America right now. The kid is just, apart from Zion Williamson, I said it yesterday on Twitter, Kobe White is my favorite player to watch in this in this in this college basketball season right now. I like UNC to move in to the finals along with Virginia. And I like Virginia to win this whole ACC tournament before they make a run to the Final Four. Virginia will absolutely be in my Final Four this year. I don't know why I'm fighting with Virginia fans so much lately. I love this team. I love the way that I love that trio of Jerome and Guy and Hunter. I think Jay Huff is a huge X factor and is playing really well. I love Diakite. And then you got Jack Salt that that you can come in and he can just you know pancake block people and get those guys wide open looks. So there it is. I have Virginia as my ACC tournament champion. I don't know if they're going to win the whole thing this year, okay? But I, I probably depending on matchups. So you know it, it'll always be matchup dependent. It's difficult to ever pick like when people pick their final four before the bracket is released. It's fucking ridiculous. But um, I think this is the year. I think they get to, at the very least, the Elite Eight. But I'm, I 
I, I'm pretty positive that I'm going to have Virginia going to the Final Four. The way they're playing right now, they are just lights out. Um, a little bit of a shorter show for you guys today, but I wanted to get in here. I wanted to pick this game. Let's see what's coming up. I got next weekend, I will do a reaction piece on the uh, on the selection show. I will do a... That will be on Monday night. That will come out. I'm going to have Hokie Smash from ACC Weekly, Matthew. Uh, I'm going to have, let's see, who else was it? Will Ogden will be on here talking about Virginia a little bit. I will have Charlie and Kinchin will make his uh, make his his first appearance on the ACC Basketball Report. And I'm working on a couple other guys just to give me five, six minutes, what they think, what they think the matchups are, how they like their individual team's roads and paths to the Final Four. Um don't forget to go to accbasketballreport.com. Check out. We've been putting out articles left and right lately. I uh, put out a nice one on Kerry Blackshear. The other day, I also put one out on the the like the variables that happened in the ACC this year, the things that shaped this season before the season ever started. I was actually really happy with how that came out. So go to accbasketballreport.com. Check that stuff out. Power rankings will be out today, so check those out. And I think that's it for you guys today. Not a whole lot. I mean, the season, the regular season's over, fellas, guys and gals. So uh, like, rate, review, share, uh, subscribe to the podcast. I'll definitely be doing some shows in the offseason. But after the tournament concludes, I will probably take a little bit of a break. So if you guys have any questions, uh, send them over to accbasketballreport at gmail.com. I'd love to do a mailbag episode at one point. And if you guys just want to uh, have a conversation, feel free to drop me a line. Uh, Love you guys, and I will talk to you next weekend. Peace.